Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. For this episode, we are celebrating our fourth anniversary, and joining me is my son, Phoenix. Hello, hello, hello. So for those that have been following us for a long time, we started out as a father and son uh, podcast, movie review podcast. But uh, Phoenix is back to join me for the anniversary, and we are going to do the trilogy. Uh, but for this episode, we are covering Raiders of the Lost Ark. And uh, before we get into uh, the movie, we like to take a trip back to when this movie released and talk about some of the other movies and the number one song. Uh, so this came out in June of 1981. Uh, the number one song at the time of this movie's release is Betty Davis Eyes by Kim Carnes. So not a song you recognize. No, 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 no. I don't even know who Betty Ross is. <laughs> uh, Betty Davis. Uh, she she was an actress. Um, this song I am familiar with. Uh, I feel that it does still play on the, you know, like the old oldie station. You know, the, uh, the station that usually plays like eighties and you know the music before that. Uh, so I am familiar with it. Not one that you know, uh, like was my jam or anything like that. Uh, but the weekend of the movie's release was actually a pretty good weekend. Um, couple of the other movies that came out was Clash of the Titans, uh, which you may be familiar with the remake. Yeah, I'm slightly familiar with the remake. Um, I think I remember seeing a little bit of the original, which is kind of... Um, a product of its time, probably. Yeah, product of its time, definitely. Yeah, sure. And also uh, History of the World Part 1, which is actually a Mel Brooks film. Do you recognize that name, Mel Brooks? I recognize the name because he directed The Patriot, right? No, that's Mel Gibson. Okay. Uh, Mel Brooks also directed, um, and, uh, he was also in Spaceballs. Oh, oh, that guy. Yeah, President yeah, yeah, Scrooge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, the weird one. Yeah, Scrooge was Brooks backwards. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's the weekend, a little revisiting there. Um, obviously, uh, Phoenix isn't too familiar with a lot of the movies or the song because he is 17 years old. So being 17 years old, and this does not say anything about me as a parent, but have you seen any of the Indiana Jones movies? The only th- one I've really uh, seen would probably be The Crystal Skull. Um, and I did not show you that movie. Yeah, no. Sh- Shia LaBeouf starred in it also. Um, that's one of the reasons why I think I watched him. Yeah, yeah. let's just not talk about that right now. Okay. So, you know, I, I remember telling a couple of some podcasting friends that, you know, you had not seen these and they try to shade me as not being a good parent and showing you some of these movies. But, you know, I mean, you started off the show with me and then you became very uh, involved in school and after school activities and all this other stuff. So there were certain movies to include this trilogy that I avoid reviewing with other people. So that way you and I can do it eventually. So there's clearly a lot of movies to go through. There's a lot of classics, and, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. Uh, so we're finally here with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, the movie is directed by Steven Spielberg, uh, which clearly you are familiar with. 
Yes, yes. And stars uh, Harrison Jones, uh, Harrison Ford Harrison as Jones. Indiana Jones. Uh-huh. Um, did you recognize anybody else in here? Karen Allen, who played uh, Marion. Did you know her from anything? No, I don't recognize anybody else. Did you ever watch Scrooged? No. Okay. With uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. She was the love interest in that movie. Uh, that was also a movie I covered on the show. Um, and the uh, Sala, you know, who is played by uh, John Rice Davies. Uh, he, I, I asked you before if you recognized him, but he played uh, Gimli in Lord of the Rings. You still don't recognize that name? No, also because there's a lot of characters in Lord of the Rings, and I still haven't fully even finished The Fellowship of the Ring, so... Oh, that's, that's too the, familiar. That's the first one. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay. Because I know you do a lot of binging things. Um, you know, yeah, your girlfriend and yourself, you, you guys, what, did the Marvel movies and Harry Potter? Yeah, we've done, uh, the MCU, the Harry Potter universe. Um, I think we're finishing up the Christopher Nolan trilogy and then, uh, the Hunger Games and the hopefully the X-Men. Christopher Nolan, uh, Dark Knight trilogy. Yes, the Dark Knight trilogy. What did I say? You said Christopher Nolan trilogy. <laughs> yeah, Christopher Nolan trilogy. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of other great movies too. Yeah, um, Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right. So that's a little bit about the cast there. Um, but was there anything that you did recognize from this movie, whether it's pop culture or whatever? You know, this movie is very well known for its boulder scene in the very beginning. Um, the, like you're asking if I recognize any of these scenes. Yeah, did it was um maybe not familiar to you, but did you say, "Oh, th- that I know about this movie even if you hadn't seen it?" Yeah, the uh, the boulder scene, um his uh whip, um his fedora too. Yeah, his, his fedora is pretty memorable. Yeah, his his look, so his look is pretty iconic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the look. Um him trying to exchange the the little little artifact in the beginning of the movie for that the idol yeah 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 for that little pound thing that was that was pretty iconic I think Alfred Molina has a little little role in here yeah it was interesting it was funny didn't recognize him huh I did not so you know him best as Doc Ock yeah from Spider-Man Two that's right a very young Alfred Molina in here um, now th- this the the trilogy here the the three movies that we will eventually be talking about. This isn't really a, a trilogy that I grew up with. I saw these movies growing up, but it's nothing that I know very, very well. Uh, Temple of Doom, which is the second movie, that's one I've seen the most. In Last Crusade, the last time I did a watch of these three movies, Last Crusade, I felt was the best movie of the three. And so revisit, revisiting this with you, I felt it's kind of weird. The second half was almost like a new movie to me. So I feel like I usually tune in for the first half of the movie, and once the, the the search for the arc and all that, I feel it becomes kind of a like a secondary story to me. You know, like it's almost separated. The whole beginning in South America and learning about what the the arc of the arc of the covenant yeah. is. Yeah, and then once Marion and him split up, it. I don't know. It just, it, it seemed kind of fresh to me. Like I, I didn't really recognize anything. So I think that just kind of shows again that this, uh, installment isn't one that I watched often. Again, I think when we watch Temple of Doom, I'm going to be like, okay, most of this is pretty familiar. There's not anything in here that seemed kind of brand new to me. So that was kind of interesting. So your initial thought, what did you think of Raiders of the Lost Ark? Well, we kind of watched it in two parts, mainly because the first night I fell asleep and I was just really in and out. And then the second part, um, watching it the second day, it was kind of confusing because I kind of remember things, kind of didn't. So the movie was kind of a montage for me. Yeah, th- there's a lot of fight scenes in here. You know, there's a lot of big um, 
big moments as well. You know, uh, the bowler scene right in the very beginning. Uh, that's a pretty long scene. You know, just him going through the booby traps and all of that. Uh, he has the epic fight scene, or maybe not so epic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the chase, um, the the bar fight scene with Marion. Um, so there's a lot of big epic scenes, I would say. So I can kind of see, you know, like how they kind of mesh in together, I guess. Um, okay. That's, that's an interesting comment there. So what did you think about the beginning and all those booby traps? It was, it was exciting to see all these, uh, booby traps go off. That's, that's all I'm concerned about that. I mean, Indiana Jones, he clearly knows, let's call him Indy, right? That's what, the, what most people call him. Um, he's pretty, pretty savvy, right? He, he's going, uh, through, you know, the tunnels and all this stuff. And he is setting off like those pressure stones or whatever. And he can, he can tell that there are booby traps, right? So I mm-hmm. think he's uh, definitely a lot smarter than most archaeologists. Uh, cause clearly he's gotten all the way to the idol, which we're presuming that, uh, the previous people before him have not. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a movie. So, you know, he's a, he was a college professor by day and then I, uh, this insane adventurer at night who can take on Nazis. It's, uh, it's crazy to me. Well, well what'd you think about him as, as a teacher? Uh, what'd you think of like all the girls, I, I guess, in love with him? You know, I don't, I don't see it. One, one, one in particular? Yeah. You, you, you think that uh, maybe they think he's extremely handsome or you think he, they, they love him because he's smart? I, I think they think he's extremely handsome. Do you think he's handsome? I, I don't see it. <laughs> you don't, no, see it. don't see it. Uh, what, what about him as Han Solo? I still don't see it. No, no, you're not, you're not a manly kind of man kind of guy. No. no. <laughs> okay. Um, so we got a couple army intelligent folk, uh, come to visit him at the um, college and they're like, Hey, there's this message that we intercepted from the Nazi. And that's where we get like the whole spiel of the Ark of the Covenant. Is this something you've ever heard, um, in school or pop culture or anything like that? The Ark of the Covenant? Yeah. That. Uh, no, no, I have not. Yeah. I only know it from this movie, but we, uh, find out that it's got like godlike powers or gives you powers or somebody it's i don't know it's kind of went over my head really i don't know if you kind of caught on no definitely not i still don't really know what it does it's confusing so the ark of the covenant um it's a golden and jeweled chest constructed under the guidance of god and moses that housed the remnants of the tablets of the ten commandments and the legends imply that uh, Hitler could use the Ark to render his rising army invincible. So it's supposed to, you know, to make you invincible. Uh, okay. So you can see it. You can see why Hitler wants it. Yeah, I can see why Hitler wants it. Yeah. So th- we learn about that. And then um, also we find out that the Germans believe that uh, this Abner Ravenwood, which we find out is Marion's father, right? He's gone missing and they think that he has this uh headpiece to the staff of Ra. And there's this whole uh deal where you're supposed to set the headpiece on a disc and the, the light will reflect and all. What would you think of all of that? It, uh, I think it's too much for me. I think it's too over top. They just focus on one artifact. I mean, what about like other... I mean, you made this comparison while watching it, but Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, what about those magical stuff like that? Uh, I don't know. I, I just... This, I mean, okay, comparing to, to other movies, I feel like this movie was pretty easily comparable to like Aladdin, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, well, what about National Treasure? I could see that, but only because, you know, it's arche- arche- only because it's like archaeology. Yeah. Um, treasure hunting, basically. 
Yeah, you you didn't so you didn't buy into this. Uh, it's called mumbo jumbo. Yeah, I didn't I didn't buy into it. Okay, so not not too impressed. No, I can see why it's a timeless movie though, or iconic. Uh, cla- classic, classic. Some might say. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what do you think of Marion? Uh, when we first see her, she is going um, taking shot for shots uh, of some type of alcohol uh, with a. Was it a man or a woman? It was a man. Okay. It was a man. Him. So what did you think of that? Uh, I thought it was a great way to introduce a character like that. Um, it's really interesting to see that. Because there's a callback later on yeah. uh, to this very scene. Yeah. So what did you think about the, the the bar fight scene where we get the, the German? The German with the, uh, uh, the, the, the hat and the glasses? Oh, I don't remember his name. Right. So what did you think about that whole scene where, you know, uh, the, a fight breaks out because they're looking for that, the medallion, the disc or whatever. And then Indy comes to help save the day. Uh, it's, it's a movie. That's, it was a, it was a good fight scene. I don't know. I, I wasn't too invested in the fight. Okay. I was just watching, watching the characters and seeing how they, uh, their facial reactions when Indy was just plowing through them. Do you think this movie just seemed too old? Like you, you don't seem too impressed. I was impressed by Star Wars. Okay. But not as impressed by Indiana Jones. Not by Indiana Jones. Okay. Another thing that this um this movie or this franchise is kind of known for is uh you know the the little map, you know the the red line of showing it its travels. What do you think of that? It was very reminiscent of the Emperor's New Groove. Okay, which may have taken it from this. So they kind of started that, right? So um, it's kind of a, a bit of a shortcut, you know, instead of having to show us like on a plane or show them on a plane traveling, they could just show us a map real quick, you know, and here's the line from here to point A to point B, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, so when they're in Cairo, there's this, um, big swordsman that, uh, Indy is supposed to fight. And I kind of told you like the famous trivia about it where Harrison Ford was, you know, extremely ill and he's like, well, I got a gun. Can I just shoot the guy? Uh, what did you think about that scene? It was a good thing they did that because, you know, they can't have two big fights. You know, India has a fight later on with another big guy. So it's good that they uh, had this one. Well, um, I, I think from what I've read, how it originally was supposed to go was, you know, he fights against this guy, you know, kind of around, um, you know, the little bazaar that they're, you know, in. And at one point he goes over to like a butcher, dodges, uh, you know, the swordsman, the swordsman like cuts like a piece of the meat or something. I don't know. It's supposed to be kind of comical. So it doesn't sound like it was going to be that much longer, but it was definitely supposed to be an actual sword fight. Um, I, I think I couldn't use that actually. It might've been a little bit more exciting to be honest with you, but I kind of understand, you know, like, let's just get this over with, shoot him. But you know, it works, right? I mean, he's a smaller guy, you know, maybe, uh, um, well, you're right. We do get another fight scene at the kind of towards the end there. Uh huh. It was, it was good. They did something like this. Cause it's like, uh, it would be it would be something to the people who are like, oh, he ha- he has a gun. Why not just use it? Okay, yeah, sure. Um, Sala, what do you think about that guy? He is a expert ex- excavator of sor- of sorts in Egypt. Um, not 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 too much. You know, I felt that uh, when I was younger, I think I thought he was supposed to be Egyptian or something. Clearly, he's British. So I guess I just never thought that he just worked in Egypt and that's why he's there. Not that they couldn't find like an Egyptian actor to play this character. What did you think about the, um, so Indy is 
deathly scared of snakes. I don't even want to use the word deathly, but he's, that seems to be the only thing that he's really scared of are snakes. Uh, what'd you think about that scene in the well of, uh, uh, what is it called? The well of souls or something? It was a cool scene, um, seeing all those snakes. I mean, normally I'm not scared of snakes, but seeing all those made me a little uneasy. Would you rather fall into a pit full of snakes or have a bunch of tarantulas on your back, like in the beginning? Snakes. I hate tarantulas. I hate spiders. So you'd rather have the snakes? I'd rather have the snakes. Hmm, interesting. I, I don't know what I would rather have. I'd probably, you know what? I'd probably go snakes too. Um, oh gosh, they're both really, really creepy though. So there's a point where Marion, she, um, kind of gets captured or, you know, she loses Indy. You know, this is where Indy's like, you know, she climbs into like some sort of basket, right? And gets, and Indy loses her, uh, in, in a crowd. And so she is with Belloc, right? The, uh, the French, um, mercenary. Mercenary? Or, he I calls himself a mercenary, I think. He does, but I think he's just another, you know, archaeologist. Well, maybe not an archaeologist, but, uh, Belloc, which doesn't Solid call him like Belosh, Belosh at one point or something. It was kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Um, there's this scene with, uh, Marion and him, and she's trying to escape, you know, try, puts on a dress, and you kind of pointed out that it's very similar to Pirates of the Caribbean. It is very similar, because, you know, Barbosa made Elizabeth put on this dress, they're trying to eat, she hides the knife, later she tries to stab him with the knife. Yeah, so maybe that's where they got the inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, could be. So, you mentioned, uh, two fights in this movie. There's one with another big soldier here. What'd you think, or, I guess he's a soldier, but what'd you think about this one, the bald guy in front of the plane? Since it's a movie from the 80s, right? 81. 81, yeah. So it's early 80s. I mean, I feel like there was not much thought put into this because, honestly, there was too much um, uh, teasing that this big guy was doing with Indy. I mean... Taunting? Yeah, taunting. There was just... Yeah, I guess teasing is the wrong word in this sense. Um, He was just... I don't know. There is there is some p- moments in that fight scene where uh, he easily could have just finished it off. He was, you know, jaunting around, and then eventually that was his undoing. Yeah, and his demise was kind of like, okay, you you know you're fighting near a plane, and the propellers are spinning, and you're not even being mindful, you know, of standing near it. Um, so I, I felt that was a little, you know, un- unbelievable on his part to end up getting chopped up, you know, by the spinning propellers. But um, I thought it was fine. I, I think the the one thing I had kind of forgotten about this movie is how funny some of the uh, the moments are. You know, I, I think the the funny moments are actually pretty funny. So we got uh, Belloc and Dietrich and all these people. They got the Ark of the Covenant, uh, and they open it up. What do you think about this whole scene? So um, basically, if you think about it, Indy and Marion are tied up, right? They open up the the box. And all these spirits come out and they pretty much all die. Yeah. See, that's what I don't get about this artifact is like, what, what, what's it supposed to do? I mean, well, I guess Indy figures out that if they close their eyes, they would be saved. How does he figure that out? I'm not sure, but everybody dies. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the one thing too. So like Indy doesn't really save the day. He just know, knew how to close their eyes so they wouldn't die. Right. So that's kind of interesting. Right. He didn't really do anything right at there at the end. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about the effects of like the face uh, face melting and imploding and all that? It was good. You know, uh, an effect of that caliber from the 80s. It's, um, you know, it wasn't CGI or anything. It was very practical. I love the, um, the use of it. Steven Spielberg uses uh, some good effects for his movies back in the day. 
Yeah, and we actually watched the um, the making of too, so we got to see how it was done. So the movie wraps up where um, you know Indy goes back, and the army intelligence people they're like, oh, you know, some top men they're studying they're studying the Ark. Um, I guess in reality, the, it's it's sealed away in like a, like a wooden crate and stored in I don't know if it's supposed to be like Area Fifty One, but it's some sort of like a government warehouse filled with other crates just like it too. What'd you think of that? It was cool. It was interesting. It was like uh, I feel like it has the potential to um, be some good spinoffs in there or something. Well, funny you mentioned that because if I remember correctly, um, I think. In Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, I feel like they revisit that warehouse, and one of the panning shots is the crate of with the Ark in it. I, I feel we we might have to watch that movie. I don't know. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. We'll see. We will see for sure. Um, okay, so it doesn't sound like you're too high on it. Was there anything you uh, else you wanted to talk about? A scene that we missed. I, I know. Again, it's not like. Uh, an extremely dense movie. I like how well written it is and the world building in it. Uh, you, you don't think that, or it sounds like you don't feel they put a lot of thought into it, but I think the writing is actually pretty strong. And, you know, maybe you were just a little disinterested in the details of, of it all. But, um, to me, I think it's still pretty epic. Uh, again, not my favorite indie movie. And I don't know. I, I really only like the first half. I, I, so I may agree with you that. Um, I don't know. Did, was this fun at all for you? I mean, I can see why it was, it's such a, um, iconic movie to some people and how it's up there with like, okay, it's not up there with Star Wars, but, um, I think I just focused too much of like the actual details instead of stepping back and looking at the whole story unfold. Okay. I wonder if this is one that you like, you really have to kind of grow up with to appreciate. Uh, maybe for me, not, um, watching this as often as maybe most. Maybe that's why I don't like love this franchise. So, like, again, I appreciate it. I respect it. And, you know, I have fun when I watch most of these movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark just wasn't one that I watched very much of. Um, you know, I obviously grew up on, uh, Back to the Future, The Karate Kid. Star Wars to a certain extent. I definitely saw those more than I did, um, the Indiana Jones movies. And I know that there was like a TV show too called Young Indiana Jones, which I never watched. And I wonder had I, you know, watched those when I was younger, been a fan, maybe I liked these movies more, but, um, I think it's still good. Second half, it's, you know, it, it's fine. I think my favorite scene is probably the, the bar fight scene. Did you um, did you have a favorite uh, like fight scene or moment in the movie? I think the only uh, favorite moment I had was with uh, Melina uh, when you walk when Indy walks past him and he finds his former friend uh, kebabbed. What was he a friend though? I mean, because he he turned on him. Yeah, that's I said former friend. Yeah, well, sure, I thought you meant former, as in like the dude died, so you know he used to be alive and his friend. Okay, former yeah. former friend. Yeah, so off the bat, you find that he. Um, uh, got, got double crossed, double crossed. Now, there was one thing that you pointed out too, is that, uh, once Indy escaped in the beginning, right? And he was running towards the plane, like one of those, um, uh, those native warriors or whatever, like one shot a bow and arrow, like up into the sky. Yeah. Yep. Basically like stormtrooper. Yeah. It was pretty funny. They're like, man, they're not hitting anything. But yeah, one guy completely just aimed up in the sky and just shot an arrow. So I thought that was funny that you, uh, you spotted that because I completely missed it. Um, Anything that you found really funny? 
and just movie mistakes. That was like really funny. Um, like what the the, the glass with the that's, the that's separate. Exactly what I was thinking like the I don't know. I wouldn't call it a movie mistake, but like little things here and there, just like how the the bowman shot way up in that way up in the sky. Uh, the the snake hitting the glass. Um. I feel like there's something else, but I, uh, I can't remember. Just movie mistakes. There, there's one uh, detail that I liked about that fight with the, uh, you know, the shirtless uh, German soldier was when, you know, Indiana starts fighting him. It looks like he can hold his own, but then the guy like punches him and he just falls to the ground, you know, uh-huh. and it looked like he was stunned a little bit too. So I kind of like that. Like Indiana Jones is not like the ultimate fighter. He does well when he has his whip, his hat and all that stuff. Without those things, you know, he he does the best he can and doesn't always win. Um, so again, like the 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 German guy, he got you know uh, chopped up by the propeller. So it's not like Indiana Jones defeated him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he seems to be lucky at times as well. So um, okay, well if that's it, uh, we don't do ratings, but we will definitely uh, talk about the IMDb score and Rotten Tomatoes and see which one we agree with. Run Tomatoes has it fresh, obviously, 94%, so uh, relatively uh, positive. Very high. Yeah, and the average rating on IMDb has it 8.5. Do you think those are both too high? I think those are really, really high. So I wonder if this is like an example of like the generational thing. You know, that's why like when we started the show, it was to, um, you know, present these movies I grew up watching and see what you thought. So I am a little surprised that, uh, you, you know, you weren't too invested in this one, that this one, um, this classic, you know, this, uh, Spielberg classic, Harrison Ford classic that you weren't too high on. Um, a lot of people love this one, you know, and, and again, Raiders isn't my favorite of the three. But uh, I will definitely be interested interested to see what you think of the next two movies. Um, so what what would you give it, it knowing that ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes and then eight point five on IMDb? I would have guessed like seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes and like a seven point seven on IMDb. Okay, okay, like a mid mid seven yeah like it wasn't, it wasn't bad yeah but. I thought I think eight wait eight and a half is really high. Yeah, I I wonder also because it came out in eighty one. There there hasn't been too many movies that you and I have covered that have gone that far. This might be the first one, you know, that uh, came out before I was born. So yeah, I wonder if like a few more years with more, you know, it, it, with uh, Spielberg becoming an even more polished director and and all that. I wonder if you would have enjoyed it more. So. Maybe it's one of those things that it's kind of, you know, a product of being the first, right? Yeah. So I think, obviously, at the time, people are like, oh, what is this? You know, this guy, he's kind of world uh, or globetrotting uh, all these different locales and uh, going through all these adventures. I think that's something that people were kind of like, uh, it was a little new. You know, obviously, this is um, takes place in like the late 30s, early 40s. So it's also a period piece. So is that something that kind of turns you off sometimes that it like it being a period piece? No, I love period pieces. Um, I just watched Glorious Bastards like a few weeks ago. That was really good. Oh, yeah. That's like my favorite Tarantino movie. Um, Okay, so I guess we're going to wrap it up with that there. And before we do, I want to get into uh, some feedback. So we haven't uh, had that in a while. Okay. I've got something for you. A letter. A letter for me?
Okay, so the first one, actually the only feedback, comes from Allegra, friend of the show. Okay, here's my feedback. Hi, Peter and Phoenix. I am so happy that you two are doing this review. I'll try to keep it brief. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is my favorite of the three. I have very strong sentiment attached to this movie. Oh, I'm so sorry. It made me fall head over heels for Harrison Ford. I was eight when it was released, and it was the three movies I'd ever seen in theaters because my mom is a big sci-fi adventure person. She went to see this for Harrison Ford. Anyway, I've seen this movie so many times I can recite it line for line. We owned it on VHS. This was the start of Harrison Ford as the quote-unquote accidental hero, and his charisma and sense of reluctant humor is all over this. Who can't be enamored at a seemingly mild-mannered archaeology teacher who spends his off-hours chasing down highly sought-after antiquity? We got a tomboy who is in his love interest, the visual geography changes with the plane flying over a paper map, and of course, Nazi face-melting. The image of Nazis getting their face melted is by greed is forever burned in my brain. I see what you did there, I think, <laughs> Allegra. Um, yeah, well, thank you very much for your feedback. And see, so another example of someone really loving it. And we kind of touched on a, a lot of those things uh, as well. So just not one for Phoenix and not my favorite, but I'm not saying like I dislike it or anything. Phoenix, is this a movie that you'd watch again? Maybe give it another I'd try. I'd watch it again, try and give it a try. Yeah. But only after like a few more months when I forget everything. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And we also have a feedback I wanted to get uh, to, coincidentally, also from Allegra. <laughs> so this is actually from a few months ago, and you know I try to save some of these for you as well. Peter and his added various guests do a great job of offering their perspective and having fun doing it. The added, quote-unquote, what was happening when piece gives his movie a review, a nice pop historical side. So kind of funny, she talks about like historical side, we're talking about Indiana Jones, you know, who's an archaeologist too. So five stars and thank you, Allegra, for the review. So, um, I guess that's going to kind of wrap it up. You know, the uh, reason we were a little bit late on this, uh, I don't know if people even really knew when the anniversary was, but, uh, I had taken a little bit of time off because I was covering the, uh, red, uh, the YouTube red series, Cobra Kai over at TV My Brain. So I did release the very first episode review on Postalgic. So if you guys want to check out the rest of those, uh, you can find that at TV My Brain. So that's going to wrap it up for this review. Um, next review, we are going to tackle Temple of Doom, see uh, what Phoenix thinks about that in comparison to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, if you guys want to uh, get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Podstalgic. I do now have a, a new group page on Facebook called Podstalgic and Friends, and I don't bombard people with like a bunch of different posts. I really only post episodes I produce or I am a guest on. That's pretty much it. And then I'll ask for the occasional feedback you know, if I know ahead of time of what we're actually recording. So that's how, you know, Laker was able to do the uh, uh, Raiders um, feedback. So uh, I want to thank her for, for the feedback and the review. I want to thank everyone that has supported us, um, you know, thus far, even if it's been like a month, you know, for checking out our show. Uh, we appreciate you. So um, that's going to do it for me and Phoenix. And, and Phoenix. <laughs> and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.